0: Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another Word for Today with Ray. So glad to have you with me again today. just appreciate that you take the time to listen to the teaching of God's Word. I pray that you're growing in your faith. You're learning more about God. You're learning more about His Son, Jesus, and His ways. And you just want to be a follower and a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so let's pray and ask the Lord to help us to gain as much as we can from this study today. Heavenly Father, it is with joy that we come before you knowing that you want us to know your word. You desire for us to have it in our hearts and to live according to the things that you have to say. And so as we study your word today, again in this book of Philippians, I pray that you will add the teaching of the word to our hearts, open our eyes and ears, our hearts and minds to that which you'd say to us, the truth that you'd give to us by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we ask you to empower us to live according to Uh, to your spirit as well, that we might be pleasing in your eyes. We give you thanks for these things. Just so happy to have this word before us today. In Jesus' name, amen. The title to today's lesson is Grace and Peace, and it's taken from the book of Philippians chapter 1 and verse 2. After declaring himself with Timothy as the writer of the letter to the church in Philippi, Paul the Apostle stated that his words were to the saints, along with the bishops and deacons who were among them. In chapter 1 and verse 2 of the book of Philippians, Paul employs a greeting that he uses all throughout the New Testament books. He wrote, Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The verse begins, Grace be unto you. The first word in Paul's greeting is the Greek word charis, which means that which affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, or charm. It implies loveliness, goodwill, loving kindness, and favor, and extends the idea of unmerited favor. In other words, it is favor that cannot be earned, and no one can purchase it. Grace is extended by God our Heavenly Father toward people without expectation of purchase or performance. The word grace or charis was used as a typical Greek greeting. And like our hello or hi, people who lived in the Gentile world would acknowledge one another with this word. Paul greeted this Gentile church, Philippi, with a familiar phrase, grace be unto you which is one they would have recognized straight away. The verse goes on to say, and peace. Paul then adds something very special to his opening words. He adds, and peace, which is the Hebrew word, which means peace between individuals, harmony, concord, security, safety, prosperity, or felicity. Often the Hebrew people would use the word shalom to greet one another, which implies the same idea. And when Paul used the words grace and peace in one phrase, he brought together both Jew and Gentile, which was part of his mission for the gospel. Finally, the verse says, from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us take notice from where Paul attributes the origin of this grace and peace. It's from God our Father. And from the Lord Jesus Christ. The source of true grace is from God. And it is necessary to receive grace from the Lord Jesus before we know the true peace of God. Until we receive God's gift of Jesus Christ and understand that we cannot earn salvation. And that it is by his grace we are saved. We will never know the true peace that can be known in this world. Grace and peace go hand in hand for the believer and Paul employs both of them as a manner of greeting to this wonderful church called Philippi. Have we ever taken the time to really think about the grace and peace that is offered through God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ? Have we experienced the willingness of God to extend to us unmerited favor which leads to true peace with God? If not, this is the time, and if so, we may simply bask in the love, grace, and peace that the Lord God Almighty has extended to everyone who will simply trust in his provision of Jesus Christ to die upon the cross, take away our sins, and extend to us eternal life. Next time, Paul will share how he gives thanks for the church at Philippi. So read ahead, and we shall join together then.